All right, that's that's a pretty fantastic, pretty fantastic music choice. <laughs> um, don't tell me, uh, don't tell me who that is. Um, the the dude from uh, I'm having such a brain cramp uh, from King Crimson. Yeah, um, Adrian Ballou. Yeah, is that right? Yeah, okay. Fantastic. All right. As long as we got rhinoceros music, why don't we talk about a rhinoceros? So first of all, everybody knows that I that I love the Denver Zoo and my family has a membership at the Denver Zoo and I just I dig it. And so yesterday I I saw a story, first story of its kind ever, uh, from from the Denver Zoo. And so joining us to talk about this awesome story, Lindsay Kirkman is the deputy curator of Pachyderms, assistant curator of Pachyderms, whichever the title is, it does it's uh, Pachyderm stuff um, at the Denver Zoo. Lindsay, good morning. Thanks for being here. Uh, good morning, Shannon. I'm always happy to talk rhinos. Yeah, so and I'm Ross. Come to the right place. I'm Ross. Shannon is my partner in crime here, who you spoke to oh, before okay. me. But I'm Ross. And um, uh, hey, Ross. Yeah. So tell us what happened at the zoo. Who's who's your new resident? Oh my gosh, we have the most precious little resident born Saturday morning. Um, she does not have a name yet, but she kind of looks like a little, a little baby dragon or a <laughs> tank, tank puppy, as I've been calling her. So we had a uh, greater one-horned rhino calf, female calf, born on Saturday morning, the first one of this species that we have ever had born at the Denver Zoo. Wow. Where are they, where are they native? These guys are native to India and Nepal, which blows some people's minds because we think about rhinos just inhabiting Africa. Mm-hmm. But there are actually three different species of rhinos that live in Asia, and this is one of those three. Wow. I noticed in a picture of the mom that it looks like her horn has been cut off. Was she uh, taken by poachers, or did someone do this proactively to prevent her from being taken by poachers, or am I seeing the picture wrong? Yeah, Ross, we actually get that question quite a lot. So rhinos will rub their own horns down the way that they choose to. Um, we didn't do that, you know, ourselves at all. Uh-huh. And because we have hard things for her to rub on at the zoo, you know, like concrete and metal, that kind of stuff, um, she keeps hers pretty short all wow. on her own. Yeah, the greater one horn rhino as a species does not get a very long horn. So maybe about 12 inches or so. Um, max for these guys, but they don't get those really long two, three foot horns that you see on, you know, other species of rhinos. Does that make them uh, much less of a target for the, for the people who want to sell animal parts to China? You know, unfortunately, not really, but this species, because of their location in India and Nepal, does not have as much of a poaching threat. They still do, but does not have as much of a poaching threat because a lot of that crime syndicate um, is really centered in countries in Africa at this point in time. So Mm -hmm. Nepal and India have done an excellent job um, preserving habitat for these guys, and their population is, is actually pretty stable. It's not nearly as much as it you know, used to be in years past, but they're at about 3,500 individuals in the, in the wild right now, which isn't too shabby. Yeah. That's, that's not bad. Um, I've been, and I'm sure you'll, you'll know this place. I don't know how many listeners will, but I've been in Royal Chitwan National Park. Oh my gosh. Yes, me too. And, and I don't know if you will love this as a pachyderm person, but we were actually riding on the back of an elephant and looking for tigers and a tiger started chasing us. Oh my gosh. Yeah. That's incredible. Um, yes, that is one of, 
you know, Chitwan National Park is in Nepal, as you know. Um, did you get to see greater one-horned rhinos there, too? I didn't. I didn't see okay. them. No rhinos. Okay. Um, and Nepal is one of the poorest countries in the world, and they've also done one of the best jobs in setting aside their, their habitat. So, so people can go out to the wild and see these guys, um, just like you guys were, were trying to do, see tigers. Mm-hmm. Um, they live in the same habitat as the greater one-horned rhino, Asian elephants. It's such a cool, cool um, habitat, and yep. that's... Yeah. That's a fantastic story. It, it really is. So let me ask you. You got about a minute here, but so you got a new okay. baby one. Um, uh, let's see. What what's the species name specifically? Again, I don't want to get it wrong. Yeah, it's the greater one horned. They're also called Indian rhinos a okay. lot of times. Mm-hmm. It, is there a lesser one horned rhino? There is. That is the Javan rhino, which is um, very limited in its population. It only lives on the island of Java, mm-hmm. and we think that there's about 40 or 50 of those individuals left in the entire world. It's one of the most endangered uh, mammal species on our planet. Wow. I, I wonder if the rhinos that you have have a little bit of a superiority complex, since they're called greater. Um, oh, I think... I think they do. I think they have a superior <laughs> superiority complex in every way. They're stubborn, cantankerous, um, and they're just so much fun. Okay, so much fun to work with. Well, let me. I, I need quick answers on two questions. Uh, how tricky was the process of getting the mom rhino pregnant to have this baby calf rhino? Well, it took us a few years. Um, I'll say that the technology. So we did it through AI or artificial insemination. The technology is still up and coming. So it took us several attempts, took us a few years. Um, But in terms of her personality, what we do is work with these guys hands-on every single day and make it a positive experience with her. So it takes countless hours by the keeper staff um, to, to earn that trust so that she actually voluntarily participates in her own medical care, including weekly ultrasounds. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Okay. It's and amazing. it is it amazing. It blows my mind. Yeah. And, and I work here and it blows my mind. <laughs> is the as yet unnamed calf uh, viewable by the public yet? She is not viewable by the public. I'm thinking about six to eight weeks um, before they become comfortable going outside and being surrounded by people. Um, we'll go, we'll go on tensing the mom's time and make sure that you know, she's not stressed out. We're also kind of working against the weather here because we got to make sure that that little girl stays nice and nice and warm. Yeah. Um, baby, babies can't regulate their own body temperature quite as well as the big 4,000 pound adults can. So um, we've got to make sure that she, she stays warm and comfortable. So we're thinking about a couple months before that's possible, but we'll see how it goes. Perfect. I can't wait to see this, this baby in person. Lindsay Kirkman, assistant curator of pachyderms at the Denver Zoo. Thanks for being here today and bringing us such an awesome story. Oh, thank you so much, Ross. I can't wait for, uh, for everyone to see her. You're going to cry. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We will. Thanks. Have a great weekend. Oh, it's not thank Friday, but have a great weekend anyway.